This is CliffCentral.com. I have a very dramatic announcement. So anyone with a weak heart should leave now. Unreal. Revolution. Revolution. Uncensored. Revolution. Revolution. Unfiltered. Revolution. Unchanged. Revolution. Unadulterated. Revolution. Unbelievable. CliffCentral.com. Revolution. 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 very hearty welcome to each one of our listeners. This is Professor David Block, and each week we wear different hats, but every hat is impregnated with a message of looking up. Perhaps not always looking up at the night sky, because that's what I, of course, mostly do, but also learning to look up within adverse difficulties, within the adversities of life, to learn to look up. And I always like to marry the world of the heart with the universe of the stars. I don't believe that one should just simply be studying the universe of the stars at all time, but also the universe of the heart, which of course was so akin to the spirit of Blaise Pascal, one of the greatest mathematicians who ever lived. Now, to reach me in studio, we are on 0861-555-189. That's 0861-555-189. The Twitter handle is at cliffcentral.com. My Twitter handle is at starrygalaxyman. And to reach us in studio, the WeChat ID is cliffcentral. Today we're going to be talking about something which has been very, very topical uh, throughout the world. And I think Duncan will uh, Google this too, just to get us on the same page. But we're going to be speaking about Aurora and Wales. Now, that sounds just amazing. So we're just going to Google A-U-R-O-R-A, Aurora and Wales. And there have been the most incredible sets of footage this last week of the Aurora uh, being photographed uh, in Tromso in um, northern Norway, uh, but also the northern lights. And so I want to um, very carefully uh, delineate what actually happened. So we're going to put Aurora and Wales Tromso. I think that'll do it. T-R-O-M-S-O. T-R-O-M-S-O. That's good. So let's just have a look. There we are. That's absolutely great. So there's actually a YouTube on this, Duncan. I don't know if you can find it, but the Aurora and Wales. Um, and um, that's right, the Tromsø Safari. But there's been an incredible movie put out on YouTube. We'll find it on the Aurora and on the Wales. And uh, it is quite exceptional. Now, the point is this. We're going to ask ourselves the question, what are the Aurora? Well, the Aurora are certainly one of the world's grandest displays. I believe that it's absolutely breathtaking beyond measure to capture the Aurora on film. But let's just start off with our closest star, the sun, because Aurora are inextricably linked to uh, the sun. And then once we understand why we get Aurora, we'll understand why we see the Aurora so beautifully in Tromso and then why these whales were photographed. And I do hope, we, there, there we are, Duncan, I see it. 
I saw it. Um, it's not that one. Uh, forgive me, but I'm interjecting with Duncan here. It's on the BBC News. It's uh, Wales play under the Northern Lights in Norway, BBC News. And this was just added last week. It's had 150,000 views uh, recently. Now, I can't tell you. Uh, visually what's happening but it is one of the most dramatic little videos uh, clips i have seen duncan what do you see i see whales yeah, and they... trees that's right red roses <laughs> too uh, i'm getting carried away uh, well you see whales good but what do you see in the sky I see the aurora lights, uh, bright green luminous uh, colors flashing in the sky, Professor. That's right. And those are the aurora uh, borealis. So that's exactly what we're seeing exactly before our eyes is the dancing northern lights and the whales uh, dancing uh, and frolicking underneath. The uh, Northern Lights. So let's understand why green. Let's understand what's happening. Let's understand why this is being caused. And then let's home in on traveling to Norway to examine the Aurora, which according to Sia will be a roaring show. Now, Duncan's called up a plethora of different images on Aurora. I see there's a beautiful one here, Duncan, 16 hours ago, posted, and the green one. Now, the Aurora are inextricably linked. There we go. The Aurora are inextricably linked to our sun. Now, let's just get some facts and figures clear. But first of all, I'd like to ask those listening to me live and on the podcast is, what are the Aurora? You know, I spent a fascinating weekend with dear friends, um, Lisa and Doug Morkel in Rustenburg. And uh, they had invited me there, Duncan, to chill in Rustenburg. Duncan, have you chilled in Rustenburg recently? Yeah, where I come from, we call it Rusty Dusty. Rusty Dusty. All right. Now, tell me, Duncan, why do you call it Rusty Dusty? It's a very dusty place, Professor. It's a very dusty place. I'm sure. How did you cope with the heat there? Because when I went there, you, they sort of tell you, uh, take off all your clothes because it's so hot, but be careful not to have a flat tire while driving. How did you cope with the cold, Dunk? Uh, the heat, Duncan? Uh, we went to the local butchery and we just chilled there at the well, butchery. It's that, that is just awesome. Well, uh, Doug Morkel, uh, and his dear wife, Lisa, uh, put us up at a little guest house which had some air conditioning and so on. But his office was amazing because it was just cool. But the point is we were chilling and they had invited me to speak partly about the Aurora too. My presentation was an astronomy one called Beyond. But at their um, Growth Point Church in uh, Rustenburg, I was able to talk and show them images which I had taken of the dancing northern lights, of the dancing Aurora. Now, whenever you see the aurora, they invariably green, not always green, but generally green. Duncan's just put up an image of a beautiful view of the aurora as photographed from the International Space Station. So there's a couple of points here that uh, the Earth, for example, and that's true, 
is not the only planet with the aurora. That is true. That Jupiter and Saturn also have beautiful auroral displays. So that's very interesting. The aurora are not only linked to the Earth, but certainly I've seen beautiful auroral displays, for example, on the planet Jupiter, and in fact occurring on both hemispheres. Um, and the aurorae uh, often look like dancing curtains, which is right. Now, what is causing all of this? What is actually causing the northern lights? It's all got to do with the fact that we are orbiting, we on Earth are orbiting our closest star, the sun. Now, the sun is really a thermonuclear bomb, if you like. There is thermonuclear fusion at the center of the sun. Hydrogen is fusing into helium moment by moment. And the sun sends out a vast stream of high-energy particles such as xenon and uh, krypton. So that's interesting. I was just saying that from my head, and Duncan pulls up a little piece, our sun is continually spewing out charged uh, atoms into space. Um, which keep it uh, burning. I wouldn't use the word burning, but thermonuclear fusion I would use. But it's a flow of um, charged uh, particles in all directions, which is called the solar wind. So this is not really a wind in the way that you and I understand a terrestrial wind, but it streams, for example, protons from the sun to the earth. Now, the point is, when they reach the Earth, these are charged particles, and when they reach the Earth, they follow the magnetic field lines of the Earth. Now, what does that mean? Well, the magnetic field lines of the Earth curve into the Earth. You just need Google, um, you know, Earth's magnetic poles or Earth magnetic field lines, and you'll see what I mean. You'll see that there are beautiful lines streaming into the northern and southern poles of the Earth. And so these high-energy particles uh, stream in to the north pole of the Earth and stream into the south pole of the Earth. And Darren from PE has just come alive. And he says, and hi, Darren, and a hearty welcome to you. It's always great to have you on board, our magical spaceship. And Darren says, looking at these images of the aurora, I can understand why the Vikings, yes, all believed in the Nordic gods. The sky looks like a portal to the heavens. Well, Darren, that is just very beautiful what you've just said there because that is very true, is that the Vikings did believe that these were the spirits of departed soldiers fighting with one another in the heavens. Uh, and they believed that, uh, Duncan, when you looked at these dancing lights, they actually believed that these were uh, the departed spirits of uh, soldiers and other people who were involved there. But it's a drama amongst all dramas. Let me just tell you what you see, Duncan, and then call up one of those images with the whales or with the aurora or whatever you want to call up. But... I just find this aurora, yes, any of these ones, that's right. Now, what would you, what, if you had to see this for the first time and you didn't have Professor Block sitting next to you, what do you, what does this tell you? What what do you believe you'd be seeing, Duncan? Well, Professor, if I was uh, a bit uneducated. Yes, let's say you were just, just in the fields like one of the ancient sand and you're looking up. And if I was very superstitious. Mm. 
obviously this is a, it's a very amazing thing to see. It's, it's really astonishing. It's astonishing. To see Absolutely. that uh, these things are happening in mm-hmm. our skies. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I would also just think that it's, um, souls just returning back to, uh, to space. And you know, one does think that way, doesn't it? And there's a lot of uh, mythology on the Northern Lights and believed to be the, uh, you know, departed souls of people, um, uh, going, you know, into the, extraterrestrial realms and simply dancing and perhaps fighting in the skies mm. but it does look very very um mystical doesn't mm, it duncan mm, mm. and it does look very strange and the point about it is is that there's movement as you saw in the video feed if you google whales aurora uh You'll see the, um, and especially on the BBC one, let me just tell you the link. Duncan's got it up. It, uh, what did you Google here, Duncan? Aurora and whales on the BBC. It's, it's one of the most beautiful uh, juxtapositions. He just Googled these words, Aurora, whales, tromzo. So it's Aurora and then the word whales and then followed by T for Tommy, R for Robert, O for Orange, M for Mary, S for Sugar, O for Orange, Tromso. Now, the northern lights is therefore caused by the interaction of charged particles from the sun. And these charged particles enter the Earth's magnetic field lines, the magnetosphere, and they come in very, very close to the Earth's north pole and the south pole. But especially in the North Pole, it's easy to see because there are lots of countries there. There's lots of land as opposed to the South Pole of the Earth. There's you know, no large cities nearby. Now, if you go to Norway, Duncan, and if you chill at about 20 degrees from the North Pole, you'll be in a city called Tromso, which you've just Googled. Now, if you then look up from the city of Tromso on clear nights you start seeing these dancing curtains of light. Now, what's very interesting is there are several features. First of all, these lights, these aurora, are so bright, and you can see it on your screen if you Google aurora whales and tromso, is that they reflect in the sea, Duncan. Can you see that? I mean, can you see what? Tell tell the tell those who are listening to this uh, live feed what the colors of the sea is. Uh, because of the flashing lights of the aurora, everything just looks green. Professor. So it looks like a mystical scene, doesn't it? Definitely a does. A scene from theater, a scene from outer space. Um, imagine a set of lights so bright that when you look down, you actually see these lights reflected in the water. But do they move? Oh, yes. You know, Duncan, I remember... I'm trying to take photographs of these aurora. The temperature was minus 15 degrees centigrade. Mm. It was cold. And I was just looking at them, and I just looked up, and I saw these dancing curtains of light, and they blew my mind away, if that's possible, although I trust I still have my mind. But the point <laughs> is... It was an experience of experiences. It was what we would call a surreal experience. Mm. It was beyond the normal into, not the paranormal, but into the surreal, into the world. I would say, Duncan, that I entered a, a phase space 
of art mixed with science. Can you understand why? I do. So, in other words, it looks like a painting. What Duncan's got here in front of us on screen, which you can do, Aurora, Wales, and Tromso, just Google that, you'll get this image, is that uh, it's the world of art. It looks like an incredible Michelangelo has gone and depicted this, say, on a Sistine Chapel. I mean, it is just, or a Rembrandt or so on. It is just so, so awesome. You've got a question, Duncan. Uh, it's more of a statement, Professor, that uh, I remember a comment came in once that uh, a listener said he thinks that God is an artist. Yes, yes, that's a famous quote. Uh, he thinks that God is an artist. Um, I wonder, it would be interesting to probe that more carefully to see which scientists actually said that. But you are right, is that uh, that thought has come up quite often. Uh, God is an artist. And when I was in Tromso and looking up at the aurora, I... Uh, one, as I say, I entered a different phase space. I entered a space of the world of the art juxtaposed and mixed with the world of the science. And so, you know, while, while my head is so um, much focused on, you know, mathematics and applied mathematics and so forth, uh, I always like to think in the creative sense, in the majestic sense, in the world of the art. And... Uh, you know, just the patterns one sees in nature, the pattern one sees in a snowflake. Um, it would be very interesting for one of our listeners perhaps to just look, and Duncan's looking too, as to who is credited first with saying uh, God is an artist. Um, I'm not exactly sure myself as to who the origin. I think it's more generic saying than one specific person. But that's what I felt in Tromso. And so let's get back to the story which I shared in Rustenburg with Doug Morkel and Lisa Morkel and their wonderful friends and colleagues there and family and so forth, is that the Aurora Borealis is certainly one of the grandest terrestrial displays which I can ever imagine or could have imagined and I want to urge you to travel with me to see them. Yes, I will be leading another expedition to the Aurora probably this coming March, uh, either this coming year or the next year, but I've, I have been the leader of two expeditions to the um, Northern Lights and uh, Duncan, you don't need much. Um, you need, by, by having said you don't need much, I mean, you simply need a good pair of eyes. This is not something which needs a big telescope. This is not something which needs anything else than some nice warm clothes and away you go. Uh, in the world of fashion, not the world of fashion, <laughs> the world of uh, astronomy. Yes. Uh, would you say this is the most remarkable sight you've ever seen, Professor? I would say that uh, it's certainly, Duncan, absolutely uh, one of the absolute. I mean, you know, there, there's certain scenes that blow my mind away, like Saturn, as you know, with its rings. I mean, that's also just beautiful. But in terms of terrestrial scenes, in terms of you know, what is the most beautiful astronomical scene I have seen, in a sense, on Earth or in the atmosphere of the Earth? And certainly, I mean, I, I 
cannot begin to describe the beauty of the aurora for many reasons. First of all, they're different colors. Mm. If you Google aurora, you'll see that they're red ones and yellow ones and green ones, but green is the predominant color. But what they do is they start feeding up like rays perpendicular at right angles to the water. Can you see that, Duncan? I do, I do. Pretty much like waves just shooting up. And so you've got these incandescent uh, rays of light, and they just dance across the sky. I mean, they fly across the sky within minutes. You can see them dancing. I use the word dancing because that's what they do, dancing from the east to the west, dancing from the north to the south. And you just stand there and one is absolutely in awe of this. And I would say, you know, many people have said to me, Prof, this is on my bucket list. Well, I tell you this. If you go to Avbob without having seen the aurora, you've really kicked the bucket before your time. Mm. Uh, you need to experience the aurora. Now, the reason I'm focusing on them this week is last week there were displays like this of unprecedented magnitude from Tromso, so much so that um, uh, the world became focused, the social media on these whales being photographed under the northern lights, um, capturing, you know, uh, hundreds of thousands of different views. Just on the BBC alone, nearly 200,000. That's excluding YouTube and all the others. So this became... Uh, a subject of intense discussion uh, this past week. And what does one actually need to do to photograph the Northern Lights? I think that's a very good question to ask. Well, step number one is you need to have a camera on a tripod. This is not something for the cell phone where you hope you'll just, you know, take your little cell phone and <laughs> aim it at heavenward and hope that you will capture the uh, aurora. That's not possible. What you really need to do is to have a camera on a tripod and the sort of exposure times that I would recommend are between 20 and 30 seconds. In other words, Duncan, you can't hold a camera that long, uh, steady, for 20 seconds or so, but with a tripod, that's very easy. <laughs> now, within 20 seconds, what will happen is you'll get your image, and it'll look just like Duncan has put up of the northern lights and the dancing whales, but it won't be fuzzy. But if you keep it open, if you keep your camera lens open for more than 30 seconds, it'll start becoming just a fuzzy mess. So I recommend exposure times of around 20 to 30 seconds. But the point is, why do I lead the teams to go there? I mean, it's a good question to ask is, why can't one just chill? Well, there are many, many people who sell packages, Duncan, to go and see the Northern Lights. I mean, if you had to Google that, I mean, that's beautiful. Yes, yes. Oh, this is stunning. Duncan's put up one, uh, another show in Tromso. And I mean, this is just, this is just unbelievable. It's just all the colors of reds and greens. And yes, that is just absolute. This one has had 1.3 million views. This is absolutely stunning. Uh, it is absolutely, uh, I am, I'm standing and just sitting here. It's, it's breathtaking beyond measure. Is that what really happens though, professor? And that's, this is what really happens. This is not, uh, photo enhanced. Uh, what you what we're looking at this uh, feed and it's 1.3 million have watched is a display of the aurora and that's how you see them. 
That's actually how you see them. They, this one is particularly strong, though, the display. But that's how you see them. You can see, again, the rays almost perpendicular to mm. the landscape. Can you see? I do. And the dancing greens and then the whites and then the greens. That's exactly what you observe. It kind of looks like this, a celebration of life. Well, it does. I think, I think, Duncan, it's a celebration of light. Mm, because it's, it's, it's a celebration of life, yes, but it's also a celebration of light. To me, it is, you know, people talk, I mean, just look at this. We've got a view in front of us of trees and so on, boats and seas and so on. And you can see why this view, uh, 1.3 million viewers have watched it already. But the point is, there are many people who will sell packages for you to go and see the Northern Lights and you'll come back not having seen them. Hmm. Now, there's the rub. We know that many, many, many marketing agents around the world might market certain events to behold, but that their leaders may or may not be experts in the area. And if you want to see something astronomical, surely your team leader should be an astronomer because he knows where to go. He or she knows where to go. So, Duncan, let me tell you a very popular, and it's a terribly unfortunate mishap, I think, is that people book cruises. It sounds so romantic. We're going on a cruise to see the Northern Lights. Well, let me tell you what will happen. You'll be on a boat. Yes, Duncan. Yep. The boat will be rocking. Yeah. So you'll be holding on to your loved one. So the boat will be rocking and you'll see the aurora. You put your camera on the tripod. What's going to happen? Your camera is also going to do a little dance like the aurora is and you'll get no images. And that's the tragedy of this is while cruises are great to go and enjoy yourself and Explore the fjords in Norway and so on. They're not great at all for photographing aurora. I say that as a professor of astronomy. Cruises are fantastic to see the fjords, uh, the magnificent landscapes which Norway has to offer. But listen to me. I'm wearing my hat now as an astronomer. As an astronomer, I'm saying if you want to photograph the Northern Lights, please never find yourself on a cruise because it's it's the wrong thing. You need to be on land. You need to be away from the city lights, but you need a very stable environment to be able to do really deep night sky photography um, of the Aurora Borealis. What sort of clothes do you have to wear to photograph the Aurora well, generally, I would be wearing thermal underwear, uh, in other words, thermal vests, uh, th thermal long johns. Remember the temperature outside, Duncan, is about minus 15 to minus 20 degrees centigrade. So mm. I think that you'd, be, you'd, 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 one would absolutely freeze. But with thermal underwear, the nice thing is about thermal vests is you don't have to wear too much. Then they quite thin. They allow great mobility, uh, but they keep you very warm. And so when I took my images of the Aurora Borealis, which I showed uh, at with Doug Morkel in Rustenburg, uh, I was basically based on land. And what happened was, is this, I landed with my group in uh, Tromso. So we flew up to Oslo uh, from London or Paris, I can't quite recall, but we flew up to Tromso 
And uh, Darren, it's quite amazing. If you look at a little map of Norway now and you Google Norway Tromsø and you want to see where I am, uh, it's the most amazing thing to do, Duncan. Let's do that. Let's go to Google and we're just going to Google Norway Tromsø, T-R-O-M-S-O, and just to see where this is on the map. I think it's very important for you just to see exactly where this comes up on the map. So we'll look. Um, we've just got Zimbabwe coming up, so I think the computer's a little bit confused. But uh, we're getting to Google Earth, and um, certainly on Wiki it'll come up, I know, as having a map. So Tromso is 20 degrees north, south rather, of the North Pole. So you're very close to the North Pole. You're very close to where the magnetic field lines are coming into the Earth's north uh, magnetic fields. And you've got the most beautiful displays of aurora. Now, Duncan's pulled up an image here, and you can see it's right in northern Norway. The uh, city of Tromso is right. It's a city right in the Troms country in northern Norway. And this is where I take my people. When I say my people, people in my team who want to come with me to uh, see the witness, the majesty of the Northern Lights. Now, Duncan, I'm going to ask you a question off the fly. I don't expect you to answer or not. But what sort of celebration would you like to wait for to see the Northern Lights? Uh, would it be a wedding? Would it be an anniversary? I mean, this is just just think of it this way. It's one of the most magical, sensual experiences you can ever encounter. What? When would you like to go? I mean, you know, I mean, some people go for many different. Let's get engaged under the Northern Lights, or let's get married. But to me, the celebration of light is one of inspiration mm. at any time of the year. When would you like to go, Duncan? What, what sort of would turn your fancy on with regard to seeing the Aurora Borealis? I, I think, Professor, on uh, the 31st of December, New Year's Eve. Yes, well, that's a lovely, that's a lovely time to, that's a lovely suggestion, in fact, is to see the Northern Lights in all its grandeur and splendor um, from the environs of the uh, city of Tromsø. Uh, what's interesting, and this is also um, quite worthy of note, is that the city of Tromsø contains the highest number of old wooden houses in mm. northern Norway. Um, it's extremely interesting. There's a cathedral there called the uh, Arctic Cathedral. Oh, it's mentioned, yes. The oldest house dating back to 1789, the Arctic Cathedral, uh, 1965 is the most famous landmark in Tromso. And now I'm going to guess something. But I think if you Googled Tromso Arctic Cathedral, uh, Northern Lights or Aurora. So let's try that. Let's try. We're just having fun today on Google. Let's try and Google Aurora uh, Arctic Cathedral Tromso. Let's see if there's some pictures of the aurora around the cathedral in Tromsø, because I'm sure that uh, that must have uh, been uh, photographed uh, during this last week. It, it, it's, it is just the most unbelievable display, and especially from just within the environs of a church. It is magical beyond words. And maybe if we go to images here, we'll see something. There's got to be something. Yes, 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 yes. There I am looking at the Arctic Cathedral, but I'm sure that if we search also with um, Aurora, 
there's the word aurora is not there. So we need the word aurora in. So we're now Googling Tromsø Arctic Cathedral Aurora, and uh, you start seeing displays, magnificent displays of the uh, northern lights. There we go. That's exactly the what I've seen. There, there's what, there we are, Duncan, on the left. That's exactly what I would have expected. Is that um, the cathedral, the Arctic Cathedral? That's exactly how we would have seen it. The Arctic Cathedral and these dancing curtains of light. That's exactly what I would have suspected. Professor. Duncan. Is, is there a significance to all these lights that we're seeing? Is it a sign from God? Uh, that, that's a very interesting question. Um, you know, in the day, in days gone by, as Darren said, uh, from PE, they, you know, the Vikings believed that these were Nordic gods and so on. Um, this is really just a sign that we, it's a nat- it's a beautiful natural phenomenon. Mm. So in other words, just like for example on Gauteng, we get the most incredibly beautiful sunsets, for example. They're not, I mean, you can regard them as beautiful signs that they, you know, God is an artist. But when I look at a snowflake, Duncan, I feel equally much the same way that I'm looking at a little snowflake, an incredible pattern of design and intricacy and beauty. You know, what message is it? Well, you can say, yes, God is sending me a message, a little work of art from the sky. And in that sense, I suppose you can speak about the aurora. I regard it as a beautiful Beautiful set of paintings, if you like. <laughs> a beautiful set of paintings, not so much of a message, but just, you know, I suppose uh, the psalmist David said the heavens declare the glory of God. Mm. And when you look at this, imagine mm. David is a shepherd boy. He, he, of course, couldn't see the aurora from Israel. But imagine if he did. Uh, I, I could well believe that when he penned those words, the heavens declare the glory of God, he could have... In his mind's eye, I have included this too because they really are uh, signatures of um, art. But please do give us your thoughts as to how you feel uh, about looking at these images of the aurora, these incredible images of the northern lights, this show, this this spectacular show which occurred last week in Tromsø in northern Norway. And uh, that's why I'm so excited to be taking another group. Uh, now, this will be the third time, I believe. Um, but we go to special areas, Duncan, where there's almost a guarantee, although I've got to say almost because you can never guarantee because there's cloud cover. So you've always got to be careful that you choose your right month and so on so that you're not fooled by cloud cover. But if you are interested to come with me, to see the Northern Lights um, in the next year or two, you are most welcome to contact me on my webpage, which is just davidblock.co.za and hit the contact button. Davidblock, one word, .co.za, hit the contact button and away you go. But we're just going to have a little break with Enya because Enya had that beautiful song, uh, Duncan, painting the sky with stars. If you remember the painting, the artistic framework, I think it's just so awesome. We Let's just chill for a couple of minutes with Enya. You are listening to Professor David Block. We are looking up at cliffcentral.com. I've just had a fabulous time with Doug and Lisa Morkel in Rustenburg. We were having a look at the aurora in part. And Duncan and I were just talking about the impact which watching the aurora has on one. 
I suppose you know there are myriads of politicians around the world, and what would happen if they just went with me and looked up? Uh, it might be or it might result in a totally different mindset. What do I mean by that? I mean that politicians are so much me, me, me orientated, my, my, my party, my, my, my income, my, my, my house, and so on. Somehow, Duncan, uh, what do you feel about that my, my, my when you see the aurora? Doesn't it draw you totally away from the person me? It definitely does, Professor, because this is one phenomenon yes. that we all have in common here yes. on Earth. Yes. And if I just saw these lights, it, it, it would just inspire me just to turn mm. my life around, mm. you know, pay back mm. whatever money I would need to. Exactly, exactly. In other words, what Duncan is saying is true. It would inspire to give. And I think that was, you know, that is just so beautiful, is that these artistic images – uh, little snapshots, if you like, provided by God of the grandeur and the splendor of the night skies. These little snapshots cause me, as I said on Sunday night in Rustenburg, to be passionate about the night skies, to be passionate about looking up, to be passionate about exploring the unknown. And in being passionate comes the sense of inspiration. Now, that is my final point today is how inspired are you uh, as you are listening to my voice? How inspired are you in your work scenario? How inspired are you as a person? One of the things that astronomy really does to me is, you know, of course there are days when you don't feel like looking up. But when I look at the aurora, and I look at this show this last week of the aurora borealis, and the waves dancing and frolicking under the aurora, it takes me into a different world. It takes me out of the world of the me, 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 and my salary, my salary, and my encantla, and so forth. Not that I have as a big one as that one. But the point is, Duncan, it causes us to think out of the box. And I think that that is the key, is that it's very interesting. It would be fascinating to write a book on this, on politicians versus the aurora, mm. because I have never thought of that, but maybe I should do that, is that it's going from a geocentric universe of me, 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 and my, 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 <laughs> and it's inspiring others. And, you know, to me, when a individual leader says, well, we'll get everything okay, I don't want that, Duncan. I want to be living in a land of exuberant passion. Mm. That's my dream. I would love to see my people uh, across the board living in a sense of exuberant uh, expectation. Yesterday I was invited to address some of our top matriculants, 450 of them, in Machalisburg. And so I went out there to Machalisburg and uh, had an awesome time with around 450 of our top matriculants. And uh, I was just sharing with them, Duncan, that you need to be inspired. You must be inspired. You must reach um, beyond the cutting edge. And to me, a very natural way of doing that is, of course, one can go and observe, for example, you know, a beautiful sunset. But to me, this is all available on social media. That's the power of what you've called up today, Duncan, is that, I mean, these are H on HD, many of them. And the Aurora display, look, let's be honest. Not too many of us would be able to travel to Tromso. 
very few people actually would be have the time or the inclination or perhaps even the resources mm. to actually travel there. But tonight on your television screens uh, and on your computer screens, why not play back these images which I've gone through with you today of the Aurora Borealis. What I would rate, you know, Duncan asked me to rate what I have seen in the skies, say on a scale of 1 to 10. And I would say that first and foremost in, far, in terms of terrestrial displays is the aurora. And yes, what does it do for me? Duncan, I'll tell you this. To me, going there and coming back, I feel as if my candle has been relit, reignited, mm. my spiritual candle. I feel as if I've had another glimpse into the glory of not only of God's creation, but into the splendor and into the magnitude and into the magnificence of it all. So, having said that, not many of us would find ourselves coming with me to see the aurora live, but here's the rub. I've told you of unique videos today, which you can watch. These spectacular shows occurred last week, only last week. So you're right on the pulse here at Cliff Central. I'm keeping you right uh, abreast of all the latest developments with the Aurora. I'm ev I've even given you the name of the city from which these Aurora, these magnificent uh, views were captured from a city in which I land uh, before I go auroral hunting, as it were, uh, the city of Tromso, T-R-O-M-S-O. But I also trust that I've given you today some practical hints as to what to do and what not to do. You know, many husbands and wives might think, well, let's go on a mighty cruise. I trust I've detonated that idea. I trust that today, as you've looked up with me uh, here on cliffcentral.com, you've gained a new sense of what it really means to see dancing curtains of light, of what it really means to be alive, of what it really means to be passionate, of what it really means to be human. But above all, a point which Duncan raised earlier, ab uh, above all, not just to take, 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 but a world in which you and I learn to give, give, because we are inspired and our mind is ignited. This is CliffCentral.com.